All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today we're talking about the potential of Willie Beavers to fulfill the Falcons swing tackle role, as well as being joined by the locked on Eagles co-host Gino Camilleri to preview that team heading into the summer as a preview of the week one preview that we'll ultimately do. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at FalcFans.com, RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter, at FalcFans, and of course, the host of this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is a bit of a NFC East crossover part of a series that we will be doing in the coming weeks, talking with some of the co-hosts and hosts of the various Locked On shows of teams like the Eagles, Giants, and Washington football team, teams that the Falcons will square off against in the early part of the season and sort of trying to lay a foundation for what those teams will have at stake going into training camp, um, coming out of training camp as a way of sort of laying the foundation for what we'll be talking about a month or so from now. Uh, but uh, today's topic Focusing on the Atlanta Falcons and the Lockdown Falcons portion of today's episode, we'll be focusing on Willie Beaver's quote unquote ascendancy to possibly fill the Falcons swing tackle role. And we'll get into that uh, as we continue today's Lockdown Falcons. But before we get there, I do want to plug one of the national shows here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That is the Peacock and Williamson podcast where NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson are covering every team, every game and every move from around the NFL. Get your picks and previews from Brian and Matt every weekday on the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast podcast network and of course you can subscribe to peacock and williamson on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast so before we get into the locked on eagles portion of today's episode let's talk a little bit about willie beavers and for me the biggest the most compelling news of the day from Falcons training camp on Wednesday is that Willie Beavers could get a long look at left tackle in Friday night's preseason action against the Tennessee Titans. If you listened to yesterday's episode of Lockdown Falcons with Dave Choate of the Falcoholic, when we were looking at the Falcons initial unofficial depth chart, we speculated uh, about the possibility of Jalen Mayfield getting some work at both left and right tackle in this preseason as a way to showcase his positional flexibility. Now that Kayla McGarry is on the mend uh, and Potentially Mayfield's grip on the starting right tackle spot looks a little bit more tenuous today than it did a week ago, but it appears that the player that has seemingly surpassed Mayfield is Willie Beavers, and he's going to instead get a long look at both the left and right tackle position. And we discussed in the past on this podcast on how the team's addition of Jason Spriggs at the outset of training camp would likely make him the prime candidate to potentially replace an injured Matt Gano as the team's new swing tackle this season, given that Gano is expected to miss all of camp and could miss most, if 
if not all of the upcoming season with an undisclosed neck injury. And on that very same episode, when I discussed Spriggs's potential role and broke down my prediction of the Falcons impending 53 man roster, I picked William Sweet to be that fourth offensive tackle in the ninth offensive line and to make the team's eventual active roster. Uh, but it seems like Willie Beavers, you know, based off of all the reports that we've heard through these first two weeks of training camp, seems to be the front runner and has surpassed players like Sweet and potentially could surpass a player like Spriggs, who's now dealing with his own injury, having rehabbed from an offseason injury uh, and seemingly will sit out in various practices in the coming days and weeks. And Beavers is a player you know, that I was particularly dismissive of uh, in my discussion of the Falcons offensive tackle position throughout the summer, largely due to the fact that throughout his career, NFL teams seemingly saw him more as a fit inside at guard coupled with the fact that he hasn't played a snap in an NFL regular season game in nearly five years, it didn't necessarily make me optimistic that the Falcons were going to somehow unlock some of that untapped potential. But Friday's game, I think it's going to be a perfect opportunity for Beavers to sort of damn that narrative, pun intended. Uh, if he gets an extended look at both left and right tackle, we know that on game day with eight active offensive linemen, having a tackle that has the flexibility to play both left and right tackle is a must. And while two weeks ago, I would have laughed at the idea of Beavers winning uh, and earning that job as the swing tackle. Here we are. And while a part of me still remains definitely skeptical about the so-called Willie Beavers ascendancy, I'm still going to leave that door cracked to see what he does on Friday night. We talk a lot about what it takes um, for offensive linemen to hit their stride, the time it takes for them to hit their stride, which is typically three to five years in this league. And it's, thus is possible that, you know, Willie Beavers is finally coming into his own after the Vikings initially saw him uh, in as a good enough prospect to draft in round four of that 2016 NFL draft. And usually you don't see these players make those types of strides without playing on the field, but you know, they're of course outliers and look, let's say the absence tends to make the heart grow finder. And I pride myself on judging players based off of what I see on the film, but you know, Willie Beaver's films from 2017 to 2020 basically doesn't exist. And so that means I probably shouldn't be overly judgmental about him, right? Uh, so we'll continue to talk about this on tomorrow's episode when we preview that Titans game as well as the offensive line is certainly going to be something I'm keen on during Friday night's action. And of course, we'll get the reaction from myself from all the things I see in that game on Saturday. So you're getting an extra show this week, six episodes this week. And because of that extra content, that you're getting this week. I felt it was appropriate to drop this NFC East crossover uh, in the middle of this week before we get there. You know, I recorded three NFC East crossovers with the hosts of the giants, Eagles and, and Washington football team in the early weeks of July, between July 1st and July 13th with the idea that eventually I would drop them all as three segments on a single show either at the end of July or early in August when there was a, maybe a slow news day out of camp. And I figure at this point, you know, these so-called training camp previews that I recorded, you know, six weeks ago, um, you know, it's getting, the time is sort of ticking on when I can drop these and these not feel completely out of sync and out of date. So originally I was planning on packing all of these into one crossover, but you know, instead, but I realized that that would, 
result in like a 45 plus minute episode. And certainly I know that analytics are telling me it's hard, you know, for people, it's a one barrier for entry when it comes to lockdown Falcons episodes that aren't exclusively about the Falcons. And that would only be a bigger hurdle if I made it a longer episode. And that wouldn't be fair to those hosts, particularly Patricia and David Harrison that would be tacked on at the end of the episode. Cause only like five people would stay tuned to listen. So I wanted to now, now my plan is to spread these over multiple episodes and we'll drop those locked on giants and locked on Washington football team segments, probably at some point next week. Uh, but today we're going to be talking with Gino Camilleri, one of the co-hosts of locked on Eagles. We're going to try to lay this foundation on things to keep an eye on for this Eagles team this summer, because you know, the things that we see this preseason are going to lay the foundation for things that we're going to not need to focus on heading into that week one matchup. So today's topics with Gino include whether Jalen hurts is a franchise quarterback. Is this Eagles defensive line on the verge of returning to the dominance they showed in previous years and spearheaded a, a top end NFL defense. And what were some of the most impactful offseason moves for this Eagles team this year, as well as one key position uh, battle to pay attention to this summer that could impact that matchup week one. And we'll get into all of that coming up on today's locked on Falcons locked on Eagles crossover preview. But before we get there, we only have two more Saturdays without college football uh, this month. And of course, if you want to find your daily podcast devoted to your favorite college football team and or conference, of course, you can find it here on the Locked On Podcast Network, whether you're Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On LSU, Locked On SEC, Locked On Buckeyes, or whatever the case may be. Of course, you can find all of those shows on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer when you already have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You'll spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you order from a chain store or car dealership. Meanwhile, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low for every customer. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website yourself today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, guys, welcome to Locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman, joined by another illustrious guest. This is Gino Camilleri of the Locked on Eagles podcast, the co-host there. And he's here with us to give us a little bit of a preview of this Eagles team, given that the Falcons are facing the Philadelphia Eagles in week one of this upcoming 2021 regular season. And we'll sort of get a little bit of a preview to the ultimate preview that uh, Gino, as well as Louie and I will be doing in week one. But Gino, uh, before we get started, welcome to the show. Yeah, Aaron, uh, thank you for having me on. And it kind of seems like this is a yearly occurrence that we're talking about the Eagles and Falcons playing so early in the season. And 
The one thing I do have is that we won't be facing Julio Jones, who just <laughs> loved to put up at least one or two touchdowns and 100-plus per game. So it's uh, uncharted territory, I would say, without Julio Jones. But for the most part, I'm still frightened about that Falcons offense right off the bat. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the the words Byron Maxwell are, are trigger words for Eagles fans. Oh, absolutely. Listening. Yeah, so. I saw Byron Maxwell have to cover Mike Evans one time when James Winston came to Philadelphia and Mark Sanchez was playing quarterback and Jameis looked like he was the greatest quarterback ever to play football. So I'm right there with you with uh, wide receiver number ones taking advantage of our uh, cornerback number ones. So as we sort of jump into this conversation to try to get the skinny on this Eagles team, for me as an outside observer, I imagine when I look at this Eagles season uh, heading into this year, that maybe the biggest story, the biggest question mark, the biggest narrative is this Eagles team finding out if Jalen Hurts, their 2020 second round pick, is the long term answer at the quarterback position. Is that a fair assessment of sort of the one big question surrounding this Eagles team? Absolutely. Once you found that Carson Wentz was no longer the answer here, it turns to who's the next guy. And you don't want to be wishy-washy without anything and be in a situation where you're going back and forth between a guy who was your franchise quarterback and a player who a lot of people in that building believe that he has all the tools to be that guy. But to say that he is a franchise quarterback through four and a half games of evaluation would go away from everything that I believe in in scouting this year. Within 10 games, I believe that we will know what Jalen Hurts is. It might get off to a rough start with a lot of the youth that is coming in through the draft. You have Devontae Smith coming in. You have the offensive line coming back fully healthy. But it comes down to, can Nick Sirianni put Jalen Hurts in the best situation to win? Because even in those games that Jalen was in last year, Doug Peterson didn't do the best job at optimizing the player that he ultimately is. So when you come into this year, yes, we know Jalen has all the athleticism to get it done on the ground, but can he pick up? And I point to two games last year, and Lou and I like to bring this up on our show, the Arizona and Pittsburgh games where Jalen Hurts really was battling with some of these high-profile offenses, and you're going to get that right off the bat playing Atlanta, Aaron. And with this defense, and we don't know what it's going to be on the outside past Darius Slay, there's a chance that this team is going to have to put up 27 to 28 points a week, and that's going to come on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Can he get it done? I believe that he has all the tools, especially in the modern NFL, to get it done. You look at guys like Josh Allen, for example, who was not as, I would say, polished as a player like Jalen Hurts coming out of college. Jalen has that higher floor. It's now what is his ceiling? Because if you're going to sit there and he's going to be a guy who's like Alex Smith and takes you to 10 and 7 and 11 and 6 seasons all the time with first round exits, no, that's not going to be a franchise quarterback. But you don't have the information to do that right now. The most important thing I believe outside of just getting this unit cohesive on both sides of the ball is seeing what Jalen Hurts is. I believe and everybody should believe that this team is fully behind him. People say that he's a great leader. You could see what he does in Alabama when he goes back there and the clinics that he puts on. And I was down there in Mobile last year for the Senior Bowl when he was there. And just hearing people talk about Jalen Hurts, it really inspired confidence in me that his leadership abilities alone will take him far in this league. Now, 
looking at the other side of the ball where the Eagles over the last several seasons have been much more known for having one of the better defenses in the NFL. And certainly the strength of that defense has always been sort of their front and their pass rush. But in recent years, maybe that unit has not been as dominant as it has been in the past. But I noticed that they made several additions up front this offseason with several draft picks and free agent signings. Is this an Eagles defense that is expected to be back to being one of the premier units in the NFL? And will that be spearheaded by a top-notch pass rush once again? Well, we know that defenses are broken up into the three phases of the field, and by far and away, the defensive front is the most capable unit that they have right now. You said that they brought in additions, guys like Milton Williams, Patrick Johnson, that are going to fill into this Jonathan Gannon defense more of an odd-style front than they have been under Jim Schwartz. But this only reminds me of how they succeeded in 2017 in that Super Bowl season. When they have guys that can come in and give Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham a little bit of a break, especially being into their 30s now, those guys' legs aren't going to be as fresh. They're not going to be playing 70, 80 snaps a game. But when you have the youth and athleticism that they have on the on the front there, as well as a lot of veteran guys like Hassan Ridgeway who are still there, Josh Sweat, who is an up-and-coming edge rusher. There is a lot of positivity to look at that defensive front. And you're right, Aaron. I, I did a show the other day on how do you measure success for all of these units. And I said, with the defense, you want to be in the top 10 in scoring defense, in my opinion. And it starts with the front because we know on the back end you have Darius Slay, you have Rodney McLeod. But who's going to be your CB2? Who's going to really be the coverage guys outside of those premier players? You could take a lot of that headache away by creating pressure with your front. And if you look at what Indy did last year and have seen what Mike Zimmer has done in the last couple of years where Jonathan has Jonathan Gannon has come from, he's under that Zimmer tree. Those defenses, they like to give you a lot of different looks. They're not going to be a team that just lines up four in the front, three linebackers, and five at the back, much like Jim Schwartz had done for the longest time. They're going to be throwing guys, mugging the A-gaps, much like Zimmer does in his system. They're going to have edge rushers dropping back into coverage. So does it fall on the shoulders of the defensive front? I 100% believe so because in this type of defense, they're going to be asked a lot more than to just get to the quarterback. They have to stop the run. They're going to have to set the edge, which they haven't done in a lot of the past seasons. I believe, though, that if you're tearing them in, in terms of the linebacking, defensive secondary, and the offensive or defensive line, defensive line is tier one, and then I put those guys, I would say, acres away from how good that defensive front is and when you have Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham there still, it takes a lot of that burden away, but I'm excited to see what they do with the youth because in two years, both of those guys could be gone and we have to be looking towards the future, much like we are on offense. So I'm going to continue today's episode talking with Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles, and we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles' most impactful offseason move as well as a key training camp battle that could impact week one coming up today on the Locked On Falcons, Locked On Eagles crossover 
episode, but you guys heard me plug the college football side of things here on the lockdown podcast network earlier. And maybe you are interested in college football, but not necessarily you're invested in one specific team. And you're looking more from the perspective of who's going to be the next group of stars that dot, not only these NFC East teams, but potentially the Falcons. And of course we have two daily college football and draft podcast here on the lockdown podcast network. Check out the draft dudes podcast or the locked on NFL draft podcast. And you can subscribe to them on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And there's no time like now to get started at BetOnline. UFC 265 and the Summer Olympics are in our rearview mirror, but you got college football and pro football right around the corner. And of course, you got Summer League basketball and baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all that action at Ben Online, get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, including Arthur Smith's chances of winning Coach of the Year, Matt Ryan's MVP odds, and Kyle Pitts' chances of winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, as well as the over-under betting odds for how many yards and touchdowns you'll see from Falcons like Ryan Pitts, Mike Davis, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. To get in on that action, just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That means if you deposit 200 bucks, you get $100 in free money to play with. With that promo code LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, looking at some of the big free agent additions, you know, I'm curious in your eyes, what was the most impactful offseason addition made by the Eagles this year, whether you're looking at maybe their top draft selection and Devontae Smith, the healthy return of Brandon Brooks or some other offensive lineman, a free agent signing like Anthony Harris, some other player or even, you know, hiring head coach Nick Sirianni. Who do you sort of perceive as the most impactful offseason addition uh, made by the Eagles this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll attack it in an offensive defensive approach. And defensive first, I mean, you look at that whole side of the ball, and they do have a lot of guys there that will be filling into their starter roles over last year. But you talk about the addition of Anthony Harris. I think that's a great player to bring up. One, because they signed him for $5 million. And a player who still is in his late 20s, he comes from that Jonathan Gannon scheme when he was in Minnesota there. I equate this to being the anti-Cleveland Browns of 2016 when they didn't win any games simply because they had all this youth out there. You need veteran guys, especially when you're transitioning schemes, because just being in the right position will help everybody else be able to be evaluated. And Anthony Harris, above everything else, is a very, very smart player who fitting behind Rodney McLeod will be a great addition. And on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's hard to look past Devontae Smith simply because what it does for everybody else. Yes, Devontae, Heisman Trophy winner, should be the number one receiver right away. But allowing Devontae to get that number one coverage does a lot for everybody else. It opens up the field for Dallas Goddard. It allows Jalen Rager to fall in his 1B Z slash Y receiving role where he could be moved around a lot and not put in those man-on-man coverages. Hopefully, Miles Sanders can return to form. And especially now when a lot of the receiving elements are going to go through the Devontae, you're going to see the second, third, fourth, fifth options like Dallas Goddard and a lot of these young guys, John Hightower, even Greg Ward, making contributions simply because if you're going to hit the open guy and Devontae Smith is being covered by a number one and even bracketed in double coverage, 
the field is going to open up and you have too much athleticism to not just dump the ball into the space for a guy like Miles Sanders and Jalen Rager. So Devontae Smith, outside of his skill level alone, what he does for that offense, especially Jalen Hurts and what he'll help him do in terms of evaluation and production, it's hard to look past that addition. And you trade up for him, you get him at 10. He clear in a way should make an impact right away for this team. Now, my last question for you, Gino, is given that the Falcons and Eagles open up the season against one another, is there maybe a key position training camp battle that Falcon fans listening should be keeping their eye on as well as Eagles fans that could wind up impacting that matchup in week one. So we know that Matt Ryan is still there. We know Calvin Ridley and all their receiving options outside of Julio Jones are still a presence in Atlanta. I would say looking at the slot receiver battle and the second cornerback position is going to be huge because you talk about this game that comes down to as much as it is a team sport winning one-on-one matchups, if they go out there and throw a a rookie Zach McPherson, who is still a raw product out at cornerback two, yeah, you're going to see guys get open a few times. And for Atlanta fans who want to see that team continue to throw the ball down the field, that's going to be huge for them. And as Eagles fans, so you brought up Byron Maxwell. That was great that you did that. For now nearly a decade, we've been looking at who is cornerback number two. I mean, we just get Darius Slay and solidify that position for once, but you still have three to four other positions that you have to fill in terms of one-on-one coverage. So when you look at it, I'm still scared of what Atlanta can do with their attacking via the air. So if you can defend against that, I believe you can win that game. But when it comes down to it, this is a game week one. You don't know what either team is. You believe that both teams are going to be able to score more than they're going to be able to stop the points. As a betting man and somebody who's uh, we're sponsored by betonline.ag here, I'm taking the over in that first game that week because I believe both teams are going to be able to put up points, especially in a transition period for both teams. It's hard to count out Matt Ryan from still being able to put up 300 a game, even with what he has. So when it comes down to it, football, It is one in the air. If you could stop the ball from going to point A to point B as quickly as possible, it all comes down to that second cornerback position going against Atlanta. Gino, I appreciate your insights into this Eagles team and sort of giving us a preview of the preview that we'll get in week one when these two teams square off. Uh, Let the listeners know where they can continue to follow your stuff and and continue to get these updates on this Eagles team, as well as what you guys have in store for anybody checking out the locked on Eagles podcast in the coming days and weeks. Absolutely. Uh, Lou and I are heading into season four together. So we are raring and ready to go here. We can be found on Twitter at DBLCLOE L O E for my co-host Lou. You could find our mothership, station at locked on birds you can find me at gc24 underscore football you know where to get the podcast i'm sure aaron tells you where to go by now you can go to odyssey find us wherever and go to lockdowneagles.com if you ever need to go right to the source and go to the lockdown podcast network subscribe to our show subscribe to the lockdown falcons and all the great shows that are coming out on the lockdown podcast network if you can't find football coverage on lockdown You're not doing a hard enough job to go out of your way and find a show that will give you this information. And our Eagles fans have been great as well as everybody in the NFC, as well as you, Aaron. So thank you for having me on. And I'm looking forward to week one. 
Absolutely. Looking forward to that conversation. We have probably roughly a month or so uh, from now. Uh, Gino, appreciate you coming on Locked on Falcons today. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. All right, guys, there you have it. Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles giving us some of his perspective on a non-Falcons team, a team that we'll be seeing soon enough. You know, a month seems like a long ways away, but uh, certainly things will be inching uh, towards that day soon enough. Uh, So shout out to Gino for giving us that perspective. Uh, But speaking of getting perspectives on other teams, particularly in other sports, Of course, you have the Locked On Today podcast. I can do that for you with host Peter Bukowski. But you also have the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, giving you that perspective that's going to put a little money in your pocket by following Lee's daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored in his, of course, always reliable lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So guys, uh, that's where we'll leave it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to give you that preview of the Falcons Friday night action against the Tennessee Titans to kick off this preseason. And I'll be breaking down all the position battles and position groups that I'll be focusing on. And of course on Saturday, you will get that rapid reaction uh, that I'm sure many of you will not listen to until Monday. Uh, Again, citing the analytics of the podcast, you know, no one likes to listen to podcasts on the weekends because no one, you know, most people it seems like are, are listening to podcasts when they commute, but you know, that's, that's a personal problem for me, not a you problem. That's a me problem. Um, so I will tr- try my best to get you guys to, to break your usual Saturday habits and check out the lockdown Falcons with that rapid reaction. So you're getting extra content this week. So don't feel like you're getting gypped. Um, or that's not, that's a problematic term. Don't feel like you're getting bamboozled by getting, you know, one less Falcons episode this week. Cause you're going to get, uh, you're going to get your five days of Falcons content. And you just get a, a you know, a half day or three quarters of a day of, uh, you know, Eagles content as well. So there you guys have it. If you want to provide any feedback to anything that was discussed on today's episode, anything that's been discussed on previous episodes or anything that uh, will be discussed on future episodes, of course you can do so by hitting me up on Twitter at lockdown Falcons on Facebook at lockdown Falcons, or you can send an email to lockdown Falcons at mail.com. Appreciate it guys. Till then.